0: Good morning. Another week, another two wins for Shepherd Wednesday. I am joined by the. Hill- I wasn't sure if I was going to say this Hillsborough cat correspondent Alex Miller. <laughs> Good morning. Um, no joke Crown today, but we're going to discuss a few things before moving on to a big one this weekend. Rotherham at home. Alex, first of all, most important, what is the latest on the cat? Is um, is he or she okay?
1: Sounds that way. Um... Yeah, our colleagues at the BBC managed to get the uh, the biggest story of the season, I'd suggest, <laughs> um, on the fact that the cat... You know, it, it's such a nice story. And, and obviously, I think it, it blew up in response to the the Kurt um debacle. And, um, yeah, it, I think the cat had been missing for a number of months, presumed dead. And, uh, yeah, the owner got a phone call from from family saying, you're watching the football. Um, there's a cat on there that looks... Like your cat and uh, and yeah, the, the cat's at the vet, appears to be doing well and has been or will be reunited with its owner. So a yeah, really
0: lovely little story, really, and uh, and one that our readers were certainly quite quite impressed with. Definitely. What Just just quickly, what actually happened? Did, did it just appear on the pitch out of nowhere? The yeah,
1: so the, I sort of had my head down in the laptop, but sort of got a nudge from Joe. And yeah, the rest were, referee had blown up, and and the cat was was running down the wing, <laughs> yeah. um, and it was Callum Patterson who, who was trying to, desperately trying to um, sort it out, and uh, Jason Kerr who'd, who'd come on for Wigan. Clearly, cat lover knew what to do with it. The cat was startled, so wasn't wasn't the most willing, you know, to to get picked up. But uh, yeah, and then a vet um, made himself known from the crowd and, and took control of the situation. So. Uh, yeah, like I say, it's uh, a bit of a funny one for a, for a sports test to be covering, uh, but yeah, a really a really lovely tale at a time where, like I say,
0: you know, football probably needed something like that. Yeah, plenty of puns in your uh, story yesterday as well. I, I spotted them, mate. Um, let's talk about Wigan and Burton. What a week in terms of results wise.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't have asked for much more. I think I I made the point on Twitter in very hushed tones that that I'd have taken two points out of of wigan and rotherham and obviously we'll get on to rotherham in a bit um bf fantastic win i wasn't at the burton game obviously you were there steven but it sounds very much like it was a a real battling performance you know the conditions were were very difficult burton obviously a a very very steady side um in league one and um yeah it just feels that all of a sudden sheffield wednesday have some uh cojones i wasn't going to swear they've you know they've got something about them and they you know they can go to Burton and you know on a on a poor pitch in, in difficult conditions grind out a win and then they can play a, a good team like Wigan you know at, at Hillsborough um and, and again sort of grind it out. There were some tactical changes mid game that, that really uh changed the course of things and yeah Michael impressive win. Look Wigan going into that game had won ten of thirteen away matches. Uh, they haven't lost since the opening day of the season. It, it, it's a very, very impressive win. That, yeah, um, and the, and they were well
0: worthy for it as well. I, sh- I should say Burton. I mean, that pitch was dreadful. Uh, anyone who's there can attest to that. But yeah, it was. I think reflecting on it, I've not seen Sheffield Wednesday play like that before. Really, where it was a bit. I wouldn't say backs against the wall, but they, you know, they dug in and stayed organised. I have to say, Burton, the two chances Burton had come in the last ten minutes. Um, before that, peacock Farrell didn't actually have a save to make. So, yes, they had a bit of possession and territory. But I think it was one of those performances where if you're the home crowd, you kind of, it's a bit of a sucker punch, really, because you, you have a bit of a go at a, a good team. Mm. You can't quite sort of bloody their noses and, and take the leads, And then they go and punish you with the quality. I thought Mendes Lang was was someone who stood out re- really well for me. Um, but there were a few good performances there. I think Luongo, is, as you know, that that's his type of game, Uh, you know backs against the wall doing the sort of the dirty stuff and and I think players like Bannon it was a really tight surface so finding space was good but did Wigan did they look like a top team
1: look they didn't really I mean they they clearly have some good players Uh, Callum Lang you know really stood out in the first half Um, but but Darren Moore sort of explained to me afterwards you know that that Wednesday had seen Lang getting a, a bit of joy Move players up the pitch, you know, to to cut it out at source. Wigan were trying to play out from the back, and the second half Wednesday dominated. Uh, And I have to admit, Wigan who made who made a few changes, certainly more than Wednesday. uh, They looked a bit leggy to me. They looked a bit tired. Um, And there's a lot made, and rightly so, in my opinion, about momentum and how that sort of affects things in in football um, as you go through a league season. Uh, And it, it feels like. Wednesday are one of the teams, certainly, that that other teams won't want to play against. You know, there, there's something building there. The atmosphere at Hillsborough, I have to say, was as good as it's been in a little while in that second half. Um, and I think they're reacting to it's, – it's only fair to make this point. We, we've written a lot and spoken a lot in the last couple of seasons about Wednesday teams not having – the cojones that I speak about, you know, the, the the drive and the ability to to grind out results, um, and that maybe they had a bit of a soft underbelly. Certainly, in the last month or so, they've you know since the the Sunderland and the Shrewsbury matches, um, they've turned that around. And I think it's important to make that point because, uh, yeah, it's only sort of fair. Um, and I, I think supporters respond to that. You know, if they can see that, if they can see the effort and the drive. Then they will make some noise, and and you know Hillsborough can be a very very powerful thing when uh, when the team and and the fans go together.
0: Yeah, final point on Burton. That was the sort of performance I think we saw at Burton was um, something that was a bit ballsy, mm. if I can say that. I think it, it did have a bit of that, and then you know they played played well. It was two 0 Obviously, I don't think it's going to be the best game fans are ever going to see, but. They cope with the conditions well and the challenge well. Just a quick one to anyone listening. We're on Facebook and Twitter at the moment, so if you've got any questions or comments, get them in. Alex Young will take this one. Sam Hutchinson, a new contract is needed now, please, SWFC. I think our colleague Joe spoke to Darren about this on Saturday. Uh, Darren confirmed this. there's no new contract on the horizon, but I think Hutch was probably the pick of the defenders for Wednesday on Saturday. Um, I understand he played well again midweek, Alex. It seems like it would be a smart move to try and get this one done.
1: Possibly, look, Hutch is in unbelievable form. Um, certainly, my time covering the club, which is probably about half his, maybe a bit, bit less, but half his time at, at Wednesday, is the best I've seen him play. It looks really comfortable. He looks to be relishing the responsibility of leading that back three, um, which, which you know, sort of fits his personality. I think. Um, he he said to himself. We spoke to him in a in a pre match presser a, a couple of weeks ago, and he he sort of jokingly said himself, "It's probably not a great negotiation from me." But he's made made clear he wants to stay at Wednesday. He said himself, he's probably the best value of any player at Wednesday, which sort of suggests that he's not on a a huge contract. Um, Wednesday are in a difficult position with both him and Luongo because they're they're both getting to an age, particularly Hutch, they're they're getting to an age now um, where you, I don't know, a football club might be a little bit reticent given their injury record to sort of throw a a new contract down on the table. I don't think it's bad business from Wednesday. Someone that's made it very, very clear that he wants to stay. I don't think it's bad business to maybe delay that and, and use it as a bit of a carrot. Um, for, for Sam Hutchinson, but there's a decision to be made down the road. I think with a lot of contracts, you know, given the wave of contracts that were, were awarded to, I for Windas, Bannon, uh, Palmer, uh, I think there might be a little bit of wait to see if it's any clearer what division Wednesday will be in next year. Cause obviously that, that changes the financial parameters that they'll be working to, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, Darren Moore sort of said. There, there isn't any talk with anyone yet. You know, we, we, we asked the question about Luongo not not long ago within the last month and, and the answer was very similar. So, um, yeah, I think they're all just focusing on, on the, the job at hand at the minute.
0: I, I suppose in the case particularly of Luongo, he's got the ball is in his court to a degree because you'd imagine there might well be some interest from championship clubs and, and he might not want to commit totally understandably to a club that, that might well be in League One next year as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's a difficult clutch with the Luongo thing, and th- this is purely conjecture. I've not I've not sort of spoken to to him or his people. Or, or you think if he if he stays fit and say Wednesday don't get up, then you know that like as you say, there may well be some interest from from higher up. Uh, if he doesn't stay fit and he you know he gets injured again, and he's struggling. Then it may well be that Wednesday sort of look at it and go. OK, maybe we, we won't can continue the relationship. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. It, the last time we spoke to him was a little while ago uh, on this, and and that was at Accrington. He, he sort of suggested that Wednesday's the biggest club he's played at. You know, he'd be very, very happy um, continuing. You know, he's got a young family as well um, who may well be settled in Sheffield. So hopefully he can stay fit. Hopefully he signs a new contract and hopefully he is a championship player with Sheffield Wednesday next year, um, and a few weeks ago, I'm, I'm not sure I would have made that comment.
0: No, I wanted to ask you, obviously, best run of form for Wednesday at the moment, four wins from four, four clean sheets. If they win on Sunday, and it's a big if, and provided a few other results go their way, they could be within one point of the automatic promotion spots or the second one. I believe that's still the case. Um, that feels a bit strange given how the last few weeks have been all of a sudden the table's kind of opened up with three wins out of three do you think in any way are we just completely over-egging it is automatic promotions still perhaps out of their reach for now it's
1: four wins now four and four um which which is wednesday's best run since uh carlos carvajal in april 2017 so it's nearly five years um and it, it that tells two stories, doesn't it? How well they've, they've done in this run, but also how miserable the last, the last
0: five years have been. <laughs> in between have been yeah,
1: yeah, um, but yeah, it, all power to them. And I, I don't know. I think you know they've been helped by the early pace setters have probably um, stuttered a little bit, you know, as they're going through this this manic run of fixtures that so many clubs have. Um, but yeah, but more power to Wednesday with. The, the question was asked to Darren, you know, do you feel like you're peaking at the right time? You know, if, if they can go through the next three months uh, with, you know, the sort of form that that someone like Dave Jones, you know, showed in, in you know, his, his opening weeks as manager, um, then they will have a chance. It feels like it's quite a long way. Obviously, the, the points tally that you say has been cut to the top two, but we're going to have three games in hand, I think. Yeah. Um and they are a good side with a good squad. So I wouldn't ex- expect them to, to drop too many, but you never know, you know, let's let's have the chat in a couple of weeks and, and, and see how they're going. You know, if they, if they can keep winning, that's all they can do. Um, Barry Bannon sort of said that there will be clubs above them panicking. You know, you've got, you've got a juggernaut the size of Wednesday and, um, results like the, the one on Tuesday, you know, make a,
0: make a bit of a splash. Definitely. Another question, uh, Stuart Hodgins, Hodgkinson, sorry, any news on the injuries, Alex? You might be able to fill us in on this one.
1: Yeah, we we are expecting a full uh, roundup of, of all the injuries, 10 of them, believe it or not, um, on on Friday, tomorrow when we speak to, to Darren Moore. So as of, what, quarter to midday on, on Thursday, um, nothing that we hadn't had before um aside from you know josh windows took to took to social media as they say and and provided a bit of an update himself that initially it was feared that that he'd be out for the rest of the season and that's not the case now whether that means two weeks a month two months you know we we, we don't know yet so hopefully we'll get some uh uh some full answers from from darren tomorrow and we can uh, we can give everyone a full and
0: proper update yeah. On to Rotherham then. Biggest South Yorkshire derby for a long time, it feels like. I know, I think we spoke about this one at the start of the season about how, oh yeah, it's not a proper derby, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, completely agree with that. But it feels like this one, this just got something more riding on it because of how well Rotherham are doing. They're the only team that obviously are obviously doing better than Wednesday in the league right now. And obviously we've spoken about how well the Owls have been doing. Um, it's going to be one hell of an atmosphere, isn't it, on Sunday? I think so. I think so. I think
1: Rotherham have just about sold out their away allocation, which is, you know, giving it seven miles or whatever. I'll say no more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, <laughs> Rotherham have won five in a row. Uh, I think they're they're one of the best away scorers in the league. Wednesday have got the best, the best defensive record at home in the, in the entire division now. Um, so, yeah, it feels like a, a clash of the Titans. I think both both teams will look at each other and go, you know, there, there were other times across the season that uh, perhaps we'd have rather played you. You know, I'd, like I said before, I don't think any team is, is looking at the fixture list and thinking it's a good thing playing uh, Rotherham or Wednesday at the minute. So, yeah, two of, the like you say, the most informed teams in the league. It'll be interesting. I wouldn't rule out a nil-nil. You know i think i think it's one of those games that if you get towards the last half an hour or 20 minutes we'll both teams sort of look at it and go you know that'll that'll do for us and and um but at the same time if there's an early goal um then things can, can get firing and, and one team's chasing the game and it opens things up a bit uh then we could be on for an absolute classic and uh the atmosphere will be great. Twelve o'clock kickoff is a you know a little bit of a disappointment, but the reasons behind that are clear. Um and yeah, re- really looking forward to it, I've got to say.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 got a big bill in and rightly so. Obviously, a few injuries in the Rotherham camp as well. Will Griggs out. I think is it Mikael Miller, the other player that, that might be missing? But Richard Wood, former owl, could be on his way back. Although I don't think he had the best of time at Sheffield Wednesday, but He's an absolute legend at Rotherham, so there's a few
1: sort oh, well, of. What is? Woody, Richard was very popular at Wednesday, I think.
0: How was
1: uh, he? Yeah, it sort of came to an end quite quickly, and under, uh, I think, controversial is too strong a word, but he went off to Coventry. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's popular, obviously an academy graduate, and uh, fairly sure that he still counts himself as a Wednesday fan,
0: but on the quiet, so. Yeah, right. On that now, I'm off to read a history book of Sheffield Wednesday. Short and sweet episode uh, this week, but thanks for your questions and for engaging with us as well. We'll be at Sunday's game. And there'll be loads of build up so keep an eye on our social media pages as well as the Stars website. See you soon.